I'm Tom, and I'm the founder here at Gosnells. I'm Will, I'm the head brewer here at Gosnells. I'm James, and I make the meat. This is our informal podcast, which we're spinning out from our Instagram live sessions. We do these every Friday live at five, and we'll be talking about honey, fermentation, and of course what we're here for, the mead. We'll also be joined from time to time by some very special guests to talk about booze more generally. If you haven't already, guys, hit that subscribe button to our podcast, whatever medium you're on. Uh, leave us a review. Follow us on our social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Gosnells Mead. Perfect. Should we get into it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get sticky. Happy Friday, guys. <laughs> Trying to vary the intros. Uh, just for editing, because otherwise you end up with... Bonjour, ça Will's here with me again. Um, sorry, we're a little bit late. One one minute late. That's probably the worst we've been, to be honest with you. I know, I know. Uh, so, James will be giving himself a Chinese burn later. <laughs> uh, that's, that's a gossip straight. Don't worry about that. Will, what are we doing today? So, today we decided that... Um, well, actually, we've had a couple of people ask us, like, um, what different styles of meat are, um, you know, whether we classify ourselves as a, as a hydromel or a session meat or a, or a draft meat. Um, and as you can see from our varying products, we kind of span a lot of different sort of genres and things, so we don't specifically fall into one category. So today, I thought we would just go through the different types of meat. And you, you, I know you're sitting at home going... What? 45 minutes on different types of meat? How, how intense can that be? Um, well, we're going to find out. We, we, we are going to find out. And it's going are we going to play fun. a game, Well, I wanted to play a game, um, but I've learned from experience, uh, don't play games with Tom. Oh, so um, we're not playing the game? We, we can play a type of game where there's no winners or losers. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so it's kind of like the game of life. Um, How's your week been there, Will? Yeah, my week's been been pretty good. I always do that. So talk about intros. I'm, ah, my week's been, uh, yeah, my week's been good, Tom. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, the cold weather is lovely. Um, the brewery has been busy, which is always, you know, a fun. We've been sending out, sending out loads of uh, orders for our website, which is always good. So guys, you can you can still order online. There is still time for Christmas. That's it. Yeah, and we've got a couple of things which we'll talk about that should be late additions to the uh, to the website to the website um, so with no further ado my week's been alright too well thanks for asking your week's always alright Tom you're Tom Gosnell like you kind of I, live on cloud just, nine just, <laughs> I've just won life's lottery haven't I um, how has your week been, Tom? It's been good. I've been doing lots, of, lots more cooking this week. Nice. What have you made, been cooking? I made some biscuits, which I bought in. Oh, you did. I didn't get to taste any. James ate them all. But um, Well, that is the, the danger of leaving stuff in the brewery. He can hear me, and he didn't eat them all. He just ate a majority there, of there them. There were honey in those biscuits. Did you know that? Was there? There was some honey in there. Uh, yeah, I'm not yeah, they, were, they were delicious, Tom. They were really good. Were they the best biscuits you ever had? Um, all right. Define so, biscuit. <laughs> So, yeah, we should probably just plough on. <laughs> uh, I guess that was the attitude when you started making your biscuits. Yeah, we've done this now. We've come this far. <laughs> Let's put them in the oven. Um, but you haven't put any flour in them, Tom. <laughs> it's just butter. <laughs> <laughs> it's just butter. It's the only good part of the biscuit. Is, uh, yeah. Otherwise, we'd all just be eating raw flour. Um, Tom's just drinking uh, some 2020 vintage because I need a sharpener. No, we've just been doing some tasting videos, haven't we? Yeah, we've just been doing a little bit of tasting on the, on the vintage. Uh, like we did last week, we kind of make any excuse to, to, open, some of those to open some of the bottles and just keep drinking them through. Um, so since Tom needs a drink, we might as well start 
with the braggot. Okay, let's do it. So what what is a braggot, Tom? I know this one. It's uh, half grain, half honey. Is it half and half, is it? I think it's half, half. Well, I mean, it needs to be enough of each. So. Yeah, and I think a good way to explain is half and half. So it's uh, half, your fun, uh, again, with the fundamentals instead of fermentables. I know. Um, it's half your fermentables come from grain, the other half come from honey. And so this is our bragger we made for the Small Batch Program. We've spoken about this ab nauseum on the podcast. Won't bore you with the details. Made from a sorghum grain, uh, some big, uh, big hops, experimental hops, um, a Nottingham ale yeast, and it's beautiful. You Perfect. really do know this, Tom. Out of all the things we've done, I think that's the most I've uh, I've seen you just rattle off without the notes. Hey, wait until I go to the range. Cool, I will. I'm, you know, I'm going to step back. Talking about games, I'm just going to leave all this facing the other way, and Tom's going to tell you which each one of these is and how it falls into today's overarching theme brilliant we can do that cool alright um, so let's just enjoy the braggot first yeah, before we start uh, do you know where the word braggot comes from no supposedly even even ha- have a guess um, so do it like you would uh, any other English word what's the prefix and suffix brag ots brag I, I mean I, I'm struggling well brag as in to brag, yeah. As in a brag. So supposedly the story is that uh, you know braggot was called a braggot because you would, if you drank it, you would brag so much about what you did. Oh right. That, uh, well, there you go. Um, I think that's someone on Reddit making it up. A hundred percent. It's me on Reddit making it up. <laughs> you know what the got means? Um, <laughs> good. We're gonna have some fun. Yeah. So that that was good. That was good. <laughs> It's definitely getting towards the tail end of the year, isn't it? Ah, uh, you know. It's uh, things that, you know, things that generally weren't funny in February are now funny. Um, yeah, my, I feel like my humour's really found a place in 2020. I, I think you've had a great influence on your own humour. Well, I've, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, guys, uh, please do interrupt the hilarious the that I'm just giving Tom today. I'm really sorry. I've, I've got to... Um, I've got a chip uh, on my so shoulder. So if you've got any questions, pump them in the um, box below. I'll try not to do any weird DJ motions this oh, week. Oh, please. I need something else to go with it. I spent probably the better half of two hours to try to figure out how to make you do DJ noises through the sky. Um, look at uh, Just look forward to next week's uh, social as I've, I've, I've spent some time on this. Okay, cool. So, Braggart, awesome. We've spoken about it before. It's you know, honey and malt mixed together. Tastes a, you know, it's a little bit lagery in its flavour, a um, little bit ailey, but then you also get the honey coming through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's kind of, uh, you know, what we associate a braggot with. It's got to have a little bit of the grain. It's got to have a beery character. It's got to, it's got to have honey. You know, it's 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 also got to be neither of the two. Yeah, you know, if you make a braggot and you put honey in it, it just tastes like beer. Then it's not really a braggot, you just made a yeah, honey beer. I mean, and the same the other way around, you know, you put a little bit of grains into it and you can't pick it up, then, you know, it's just a mead. Um, well, technically not. And that's what we should probably focus on today is the technical differences between these. Where should we go next? So one? let's start from the, we, we've done this, the braggot. So Tom's game is, uh, the next one along, Tom. No label. No label. Just, just for the guys Can listening I, at home at the podcast after this. I love the braggot with my, uh, this session last week. How long does it take to brew? How long does the braggot take to brew? Fermentation time's about nine days. Um, just you're looking at the same ABV as the others, but because you're getting towards that lower, lower sort of residual sugar, where we would turn around our short mead, 
wink, wink at wink, a, wink. a. That's another type of meat. Uh, that uh, we usually turn that around in about seven days. So this is just a little bit longer, just because uh, as the yeast gets down to that sort of lower sugar level, it takes them a little bit while to hit. A little bit longer to hit that final gravity. Cool. So you want me to guess what this is? So yeah. So I the guys at home, this... open the bottle. No, no. Okay. Because that gives it away. Like <laughs> you, you've definitely had it before. So, so I think this is the traditional mead. So uh, it's just a plain bottle with yellow liquid in it. Uh, it is a traditional. Uh, why do we call it a traditional, Tom? Because. It- it is a traditional style of mead, I guess. Yeah, so it That's kind of we... falls into uh, traditional or show mead. So before oh, I was so... trying to put it as, you know, it's a traditional method, um, but it what? just means that it's honey, yeast, and water. water. And I guess this is like, if you're looking at the styles, it's the BJCP style. Yeah, and I try to keep away from that. Um, but you know, if you're in a mead competition, show mead. This is this is yeah. it. This is like there's nowhere to hide. You relatively few yeah, you can oak as well. So there's a little bit of that character that can go into it as well. Just yeah, if we're going to go down that route. Um, I'm conscious that I've always I'm going to get blitzed. We should probably we can slow this down, or I'm going to carry on and get blitzed. Okay, we've answered our. I haven't even drinking drinking drinking. <laughs> it's going to be a loose one today, guys. So get yeah, on the questions. Get on the questions. Get involved because we're going to uh, get funny. <laughs> <laughs> or at least we're going to find ourselves funnier and funnier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got to go after this. <laughs> Good luck. Okay. Um, so on the nose. So I mean, this is traditional meat. So it's going to taste traditional meat. It's, it's dry. Um, we it, do have to run through this quickly. So uh, tasting notes going to be. It's dry. Tastes like mead. This is that. Does the show mead have to be dry? No, show mead can be anywhere from, from yeah. sweet to dry. And then this they'll one, put it into categories whether it's a dry, semi-sweet, right, sweet. This is, yeah, been oak for 24 so, months. Yeah, so, so what I'm getting on that, it's dry, get a bit of oakiness, get this, a little bit of the sweetness from the honey coming through. Yeah, a little bit of those phenol sherry characters from the oxidization of yeah, the barrel exactly. as well. Um, and it's relatively moorish and quite high, a lot of high alcohols in that. Mm-hmm. Probably needs to settle down a bit. Okay, we'll talk about that later. 24 <laughs> months in a barrel if you think it needs to settle down. Um, all right. You know what this one is? This is the citrus sea mead. Okay, cool. What category does the citrus sea mead fall into, Tom? Oh, I think you go a few ways with that one. I would go. I really wish I would have got the uh, the uh, the time music from uh, no from Jeopardy. Oh, I prefer okay. Jeopardy to Countdown. I mean, fine. Um, I don't know. Well, what type of mead is this? So what do you categorize this as. So you would categorize that as a maseglin. As in it's a spice mead. As in it's a spice mead. So the the three sort of uh, well, no, five main types of mead would be the traditional mead, great or sack mead, uh, shorter hydromel, uh, then you would go to malamel and metheglin. So, so malamel yeah. and metheglin sort of are two arching characters which we'll go into later that will has a lot of subcategories that sort of define a lot of the older styles or at least the older, uh, the more traditional styles of mead. So a malamel is with fruit and then different meads are called different things based on the fruit that they're added. Not all fruits, that's why there's an overarching um, title sure. of, of malamel. And the same as metheglin. So like our hot, our hibiscus, our citrusy would be under the subclassification of hydromel. Melamel. Metheglin. Yeah, so we're professionals. Um, I so, guess, so I think the thing that I would say is oh, I'm yeah. not obsessed by these mead types. Because no, neither am I. I mean, 
there isn't enough mead. Well, let's be honest. There's not enough mead in the world to be able to have these defined styles, right? In a really defined way. There's loads of people and doing. There's constant uh, additions to and these innovation as well. and kind of. And, you know, when you start, that's what I talk about. We're not going to sit on the 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 rules for for tasting or judging me because most of those rules have been made for tasting or judging, just yeah. to differentiate, not necessarily create a category. Exactly. So you all know what our citrusy me tastes like. Delicious is the oh, short. Man, you, I forget. Like we really need to use uh, tarragon a lot more often. Oh, like I, it really stands out in this. It does. It's an exceptional herb. Um, it's one of the things that I've started just cooking with mm. all the time. Um, it's just it's just really good. So yeah, tarragon, lemon peel, citra hops, finish off with a bit of sea salt. Perfect. Okay, so the next one along. This one is a canned version of our London mead. I thought I'd, I'd sneak this out as uh, we've done it before, where uh, we're a little bit of uh, our export uh, things that we've the, done over the, the special stuff. The special stuff that we've done for export, which don't necessarily have in the UK market. A canned version of the 5.5 Gosnell's original. So this would be a short mead, would you say? Or, or a hydromel? You know, uh, what is hydromel? Why would you. Because it's maybe loads of water. More water, hence the hydro. Exactly. We're, we're getting through these. I haven't, yeah, no, I haven't had any of this in can for a while. Um, you know what? In a glass, doesn't taste any different. From the can, does it taste different? No, that's oh, a, right. yeah. Like, uh, as in like, oh, from the can. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's more, because you can't get the uh, the aromatic come through but in I the can. I that, think that's one of the reasons we moved to the big format, is because you don't want to be drinking it from a bottle. You want to be drinking it from a And there's glass. something about, you know, it's the same as like people talk about glassware and these sorts of things that, that give you this perception and allow you to start thinking in a, in a manner that, that allows you to start to unpick these things. And I think that that's, where the 5.5 shines in a big bottle where you can see the color. It's got this honey look to it. It's got a beautiful it honey character. It's a occasion, right? It's a bit more of a yeah. savoring uh, It's a sharing it's sort a of sharing thing. thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Again, if you've got any questions, please do interrupt the witty repartee um, for anything. Uh, I can see who we've got on. We've got Rupert. We've got Anna. We've got Ed. Guys, get involved. Um, My mum's on there. Hi, mum. <laughs> Rosemary? Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, so, yeah, if you have any questions, or if you're drinking some mead at home or anything else, let us know what you're up to. Uh, always interested to see what people are cracking on a Friday night. Cool. So, uh, talking about games, Tom, I'm going to give you a... You're not going to do the sore voice of, would you like to play a game? Okay, I've no. done that now. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I'm not going to no, do, do that. I okay. pretended like I was going to, but I'm... T- I've got the perfect accent. Why would I pretend to have somebody else's? It's true. Um, it's true. <laughs> getting much so voiceover work at the moment? I'm getting more than I can do. Yes. Um, right. which, which is zero. Which is zero. <laughs> right, let's keep it, let's keep it light. Uh, so let's, let's, uh, let's pick five names of, uh, of meads and let's see if Tom can, uh, can guess what they are. Now I have to do some ones because we did this before because I was a little bit worried that uh, Tom wouldn't know as many mead names as he does. <laughs> so I've I've uh, burnt I try, through I, a lot I of mine. I try not to look at the sheets. Well, I only wrote the sheet from mine, so all I've got is the actual names, not what they are. Oh, brilliant! Except except for a couple. Am I there. allowed to argue about what they are? Uh, yes, that's yeah, the aim fine. of the game. Um, I'm on the Freedom Brewery. The Freedom Brewery. Our friends at Freedom Brewery. You know the guys at Freedom really well, Ed. Um, they're really lovely. They're this beautiful brewery up in um, the Midlands. 
And what's really cool is that all their water comes from a natural water source, a natural borehole. Anyway, I think that's really cool. It's yeah. a beautiful site. I've only had their, their Freedom Lager. Yeah, the lager, the pale, it's all, it's all yeah, really yeah. good stuff, yeah. yeah. No, really nice. Um, all right, let's so, go into yeah, the game. So, uh, let's go with uh, Hippocrast, Tom. I would say Hippocrast. I'm guessing some sort of grapes. Yep. I would say... You know this, don't you? And you're trying to act like you're just piecing it together. No, no, no. I'm guessing grapes. Uh, I'm guessing white grapes. No? No. Okay. Uh, so what's a piment? With grapes. Cool. So we got that. So a hippocras is a piment, but with spice as well, which is quite big during the uh, Greek occupation of Greece. The Greek occupation of Greece? Yeah. Well, that's fair. Yeah. That makes sense. That's, that's 100% makes sense. Um, okay, yeah. So I can see that. So yeah, what, is it wine sweetened with honey or is it it's all kind so, of So, yeah, it's kind of, in some places you would see it as, you know, wine sweetened with honey. But then, you know, you're not, you're not talking about the time where you've got, you know, a lot of sulfide sort of pasteurization method yeah, running. So, so you add your, usually you add your honey to it and you're just going to bump up the ABV anyway. Um, even if you add it to the end of fermentation, depending on the, the strain and, now I'm starting to see that you know you probably might have as higher strains, but wine was quite big in uh, ancient Greece, so there would have been a lot of that sort of trading of yeast and trading of, of bottles. So yeah, yeah, that's what I read in my Ovid. Yeah. Uh, so then it's just yeah, it's a pint of the addition of spices. Tom, I thought I'd trip you up on that one. Well, but it did okay, I think. Yeah, I think I you got pretty close. Yeah. Uh, so let's go with a. Hmm. I'm looking at my my line there. Uh, can you say it? Morat? Oh, I've got no idea. <laughs> I've got no idea. I haven't got a Scooby well. Scooby. A Scooby Doo? Clue? Okay, yep, yep, yep. Sorry, um, from South London. Well, hit the frog and toe because you're wrong. It's with uh, mulberries. Mulberries? Yeah. I don't think I've ever had mulberries. It's what you make silk out of, isn't it? So silkworms eat mulberries. Ah, okay. I was like, no, you definitely uh, <laughs> you don't make anybody at home going, oh, I want to make some silk. Don't just buy mulberries. No. Um, uh, I don't know what no, silkworms eat. I think, I think eat. silkworms eat mulberries. That's, I'll look it up. Yeah, I'm that's fairly, pretty cool. I'm, I'm fairly certain. Anyway. Um, yeah, so it's just made with mulberries. And mulberries, we had a mulberry tree when I was growing up. Um, they're kind of, they, they look like skinny, small raspberries. Okay. Um, they, they've almost got an anise sort of character to them as well. Interesting. Um, and they're, they're beautifully sweet, like mulberry jam. I think I might have had mulberry jam. Um, dried mulberries you can get at Carnes. Don't you? I mean, what can't you get at Carnes? Fresh mulberries. Tom is right. Rupert says Tom is right. I mean, if, if Rupert says <laughs> Rupert is a man who would know how to make silk. He's also a very lovely man, and he would just always try to make you feel nice. Tom. Okay, yeah. So that's not. There's not really too much <laughs> yeah. into that. But thanks, Rupert. Uh, um, so a classic one, Tom Viking blood. I mean, is that? Is that? I said there's a brand. There's a Danish brand called Viking blood. Yeah, it comes from. Oh, is it an actual type yeah, as well? Yeah, yeah. And I think it's come it comes a lot in the more ceramic bottles. Yeah, it, it, it became. I don't know how old the name is, but it came around. Uh, there's a lot of it in the states early on in Mead, the last sort of ten years. Oh, so I don't know if I didn't know of it as a style. I knew of it as that so, specific brand. Okay, yeah. So I'm guessing it would have come from that style, or it's quite a new style that's just adapted that name. Um, but it's it's made with cherries. Oh, which makes sense, right? It looks red. Um, so let's go with a. Mulberries were also the 
Oh. Temporary harbour used in D-Day. I'm going to have to look that up. The temporary harbour used in D-Day. This is, this, is, uh, this is some fun facts. What do you mean by temporary harbour? I don't know. Well, I mean, we'll look it up. Please, oh, so please tell me. I thought it was Rupert, but it wasn't. It was another. It was Ed. There we go. Um, let's go one more and then we'll move on to the next meet. I'm going to run out of time. Uh, let's go for something a little easier. An acid word. Is that maple syrup? That's maple syrup. Nailed it. Tom, what's that? Three out of five? Uh, Two out of five. I would say it was more one and a half out of three <laughs> if, we were, if we were going with that. But let's not worry about it. Um, cool. So the next one along, Tom, is a roasted pineapple kavik. So that's a melomel. It's a melomel. Uh, we've had this before oh. on the pod as well. Oh, that's a massive pour. Um, so <laughs> using the roasted pineapple, just add a bit of... Um, not bitterness, but those caramelized, a little bit yeah. of caramel notes. The Kuvig is a, it's fun to say, and it's fun to use. Uh, it's a Norwegian farmhouse yeast, ferments really hot, really well behaved at hot temperatures, and goes really quickly. So awesome to work with. Yeah, so this is done with the uh, Voss, which is, if you're looking for a starter yeast of uh, Kuvig, Voss is great. It's, you know, you can get dried versions of it now quite easily. Um, Super fun to play with, super easy to work with. Ferments, middle of summer, gorgeous. Nice yeah. and easy. No, it's nice and easy. Um, that's really nice. It's a bit stronger than the others, and it's there's a bit of sweetness in that. Not completely dry. Yeah, just a little bit. Just, just a, a little, little bit. bit. Yeah. Um, guys, if you have a favourite style of mead, then also type that in oh, the box. Oh, it's the acid profile in that. that so the, 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 the pineapple didn't lend a ton, uh, a ton of... Uh, Pineapple flavor? Yeah, like tropical sort of flavor that we kind of get from the Kavik, which is tons of these tropical esters. Um, it's just sort of lent itself with this nice pineapple acidity, which is kind of cool. Uh, next one, a long tom, is a mango and scotch bonnet. That's a capsanel. Nailed it. <laughs> we're, we're really... We are really getting through it tonight. It has been a long afternoon. We've been doing quite a lot of tastings before this, so... Um, so this one, this one's a little bit more fun, a bit more freeful. Yeah, I like this. Freeful. Yeah, you know, this is what we're going to pitch to the producers of our TV show. Yeah, right? on Channel Eight. Channel Eight. Yeah. <laughs> Channel Six, I think, is a joke. But let's not worry about it. Uh, oh, I thought it was. I eight. thought it was eight, and then because there's what channel is there? Channel Five. Yeah. Yeah, so Channel 6 was yours. I was like, no, no, Channel 6 has got a lot of people that they want to pick up that ain't going to get a TV show. We're at least at Channel 8. Yeah, okay. So now we're repeating jokes, guys. So if you got... So what's cool about this is that you get the... We use Scotch bonnets in it, and so you get some of the fruitiness from those Scotch bonnets. And it's just it's just really good, really well balanced. Just enough heat to let you know it's there, but not so much it blows your head off. You know, I just realised I did cook something this week. (laughs) Sorry. You trying to get me to do the rewind? <laughs> rewind. Um, well, that's we just have... um, what did you cook this week? Will? I cooked bean soup this week. Tell us more about um, your bean soup. I was soup. meant to call my mother yesterday and tell her how it went. Um, so you're just going to use our podcast. So I'm just going to use this as a way to uh, uh, to to have that interaction. Mum went really well. Um, I really enjoyed it. I've now eaten it for dinner, lunch, and dinner again. Um, that's enough for one week. Um, but yeah, it was a good, nice bean soup. Uh, my dad's original recipe, he was upset that I didn't have everything that he, did, you know, he asked for me to have. 
Um, but it turned out really well. Good. Not as good as his, and I think he'll be happy with that. Yeah, I mean, you want it to be as good as, as good as, but not better. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm striving. Um, the cool thing that's about this as well, I keep touching on it, is the earthiness that's on the nose. We're talking about the mead again, yeah, not about the mead soup. Right, cool. No. We're back on the mead, guys. I just have to get that in. Yeah. Uh, so there is some earthiness, yeah. <laughs> also, it's not wrong. Also, when you taste it... <laughs> There's some really the flesh of the mango. Lives, lives, it's a richness. It's a fat, yeah, it's not and this fatty, is, but it, 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 and with this, it's really cool. Uh, if you do get our tasting kit, when you compare it to the plum traditional, which is uh, a similar sort of uh, mead, is that you really see that different in texture and mouthfeel with the mango versus the plum. So the plum gives it a nice sort of like stone fruit character, a nice little bit of like red um, sort of like fruit skin sort of character. Where this has just got this this beautiful creamy mouthfeel that you only get from using either banana or mango um, but anybody else has got a trick out there for creating that mouthfeel let me know yeah, yeah. but um, we lo- so yeah the other thing to say is we've had some great emails this week not yeah. going to go into the details but thank you so much if you email me with something to do with me it really does make my day got one this afternoon which I didn't quite know what to do with but and yeah, great. Always share some stories about mead. Really appreciate that. Or mead-related uh, artifacts. Yeah, or anything tangential. But <laughs> some of my emails have yeah been a little bit out there. Cool. So cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Mm. I tell you, I can just smell that all day. Um. Yeah, that's really good. All right, so let's jump on to. A couple of more uh, mead names. Uh, let's go for something uh, a little bit. I don't know how to pronounce this one. Do you want to read? I'll read it to you. Point to it. Okay. It's, I've got to cover the answer. On Thakamel. On Thakamel. <laughs> You're really hitting that TH hard. There's no tea. <laughs> oh, that is dyslexia in action, isn't it? Just make up a word. Deliver like, it. Where are you getting that? On Hakamel. On Fakamel. Sorry, it's a PH. Yeah. It's definitely not my handwriting. Cool. On Pakamel. So on Fakamel? On Fakamel. On Fakamel. Yeah, cool. So what is that, Will? Uh well, you're guessing. Um, I think it's a mead made with I wanna say grapes. And oh, vinegar. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's because we talked about the. Because uh, we talked about it earlier. Yeah. Uh, no, sorry. so this yeah. one is made with unripened grapes. So instead of using uh, like fully formed grapes, where you sort of get like a lot of sugar content, like you would make wine with those yeah. sort of grapes, this is with an unripened grape. So you get a lot more of that acidity, a lot more of the tannin structure, I would assume, from the grape skins if you're going to use it yeah, that yeah. way. Because I guess the ratio is, you know, they're not as fat. But I found out there, out of all the uh, me names, and I, I put my hand up and go like, I don't know them all, but I'm pretty well versed in the 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 most common meads. Um, and that's one of the ones I've never heard of before. Hence, cannot say it. Hence, cannot say it. Um, have you ever had... I, I, I can't remember the name of it for the life of me. I had cool. it in Vienna. Yes, definitely. Um, it's young, oh, it's young wine, green wine that's still a during, still sold during fermentation. So it's, it's sold live. Um, it's very sweet. Gives you a banging hangover. Um, really? I'll look it up. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah, you do that with, uh, that's how traditional Berliner Weiss was sold to pubs. Yeah, but this, is, this, is, this is wine. So, um, <laughs> not beer. Sorry. Sorry. 
Um, just listen next time. Cool. So, Tom, <laughs> what's, what's, what's a bouchamel? A bouchamel? Oh, I reckon bouchamel, like boucher. Mm-hmm. Mm. Just like a short boucher. Ooh, come on, you almost had it there when you started to break the words up. Okay, bush and mel. It's honey. Bush. I don't, I don't know. So a mel like melamel? Oh, okay. Bushamel? Bushamel. So it's like a fruited, caramelized honey thing. Okay, so let's go with... Yeah, so it's a fruited... <laughs> it's a fruited... <laughs> fruited bushamel. It's a fruited uh, yeah, bouchet. And a bouchet um, is a, a meat made with caramelized honey. Yeah, and then uh, a coffee melt. I'd get coffee. Yeah, coffee. Uh, yeah, coffee meat. Yeah. So what we're the reason I chose those then is because I have one that is all three of those together. Tom. Yes, that's what I'm here for. So I've just poured you something to wash out the glasses with the chili meat. Otherwise, all we're going to oh, get, yeah, all we're going nice to get, shit. is chili. Oh, now, like, if if this yeah. tastes really good with the braggot, um we're going to be in some trouble because I'm going to be trying to make some spicy braggots. Um, so, sorry. Nope, just we're, tastes we're weird. We're going to have the Boucher Coffermel. Boucher Coffermel. Uh, Gosnell's trademark. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, that you will be hearing from my lawyers. So, yeah, this is done with uh, coffee from the guys down the road. It's a boucher, and then it's also got a little bit of raisin in there. And so my brief to you was to make this taste like Cafe Patron. Does it taste like Cafe Patron? You tell me, Tom. Well, I will. You're the only one of us two that <laughs> to drink, <laughs> drink Cafe, Cafe Patron. Patron. I'm quite basic sometimes. Yeah, I'd agree with that. <laughs> oh, you've done well here. You've done well, huh? It's a good effort, Well, It's a good it's, it's close, but... It's close, but no cigar. More like, yeah, more like an ashtray than a cigar. Yeah. Um, guys, if, you have a, if you're drinking this evening with us, uh, let us know what you're drinking. Uh, we're always interested. And if you've got a favourite style of mead, or if there's something that we haven't drank... Sorry, we haven't drank, we haven't made or discussed, and we should make, then let us know. Is Ed, 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 Ed? Lo- Ed loves Café Patron. Of course he does. I wonder where you... Uh, we well, found a common interest with this random Ed. It's not right. I was at school with Ed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Ed, thanks very much for ordering your Christmas cards through the website. Guys, um, thank uh, you for sending 30 emails a week through under different pseudonyms. Yeah, exactly. Um, someone's got to send me <laughs> some semi different questions. Um, but we, yeah, we just launched the meat, uh, the mold meat well, last week, but kind of went live properly today. So if you want to send a, instead of a Christmas card, you can just send a, a can of mold mead. For a fiver, three posts to someone you love or someone you don't love. Basically, anyone. Um, and Ed is taking advantage of that this afternoon. I hope Good I'm on not, you, Ed. Good on you, Ed. I hope I'm not ruining the surprise, Ed. But, um, <laughs> mind you, Ed. Is that how? GDPR? Just, just, just how would that ruin the surprise? Because we've got over four followers on here live right now. Mm. I still smell that chili. Okay, so why aren't we making more of this? Well, we are. Tom, thanks for the segue to something. No, no, I was like, going to say. By the sounds of it, you forgot that that's what we're doing. <laughs> but as a third iteration so, of I this mean, small batch program. Just in case you know, Gossels is quite a big organization, so I don't have my fingers in every pie. Um, sometimes you just have to abdicate responsibility and let some other people carry the yeah, torch. Out of all the people I've ever met in my life, you're the, you're the best person at uh, ab- advocating? Ad- abdicating. Abdicating. I can't put the V's and the B's together. No, it's true. Um, so this is delicious. 
This is really good. So you get the coffee, get the uh, the shade. Get the caramel notes from the honey, and you get the uh, the coffee coming through. You need a little bit of that raisiny sweetness and, yeah. and and claw to it as well. So going back to that, this this is the third iteration of our small batch program. Uh, is the coffee boucher? Oh, is that what's coming in the third one? Yeah, all right. I'm glad you read my weekly email blast. There you go. Um, um, that's all right. So uh, uh, yeah, so the third iteration going into January, we're like, ah, oh, dry January. It's not. It's not going to work, is it's it? It's not for everybody. No. Um, if you, are, if you have joined the, the small batch program and you are doing dry January, you just, just keep it. Just keep put it, it aside. Keep it to February. You yeah. don't need to throw it out. It's not rage you covered January. I just Tom joked that one. That was great. Wow. Is that a Tom I'm, joke? I, 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 it's bad. <laughs> okay. Is that the shorthand now? It's a Tom joke. Don't worry. Um, That's all right. Yeah, we're still trying to figure out who gets the. Uh, you know, when you when you. Stuff up in the brewery, whether it's a James move or a Hector move, um, we can't decide. Maybe should they get a Tom move? No, no, Tom's on a ladder in the brewery. Uh, are all of these oddities going to be available in cans off your website? Um, some, no. of, some of them yeah. are, Reaper. Some of them are, some of them aren't. Some of them are <laughs> things that. Uh, but- so, well, let's actually, go, let's all of this. them we've sold so, at one Braga, point. This will be going on the website. We've got a few bottles left. The traditional Gans. is on the website. Citrus on the website. This is in the on the website in a larger format. These two form part of the tasting kit. This is coming out in January. I'm not sure the last one is. This is beautiful yes. podcast listening, by the way. Um, actually, Rupert, they're all going up on the website in some form or another. Yeah, in some form or another. So, um, we're, let's finish this one yeah, off, Tom. Okay, sorry. Cheers. Yeah, that's good. Mm. That's good. This one's got a little bit more residual sweetness than we went through for the next one. Mm. Is this going to so be nitro-based in the can? Can I buy widgets, Tom? Cool. So this will be CO2. <laughs> CO2 in oh, the I spent a lot of time... Looking at widgets. Uh, yeah, looking at widgets. Uh, no, just trying to figure out how we can... Because uh, our small batch program is, as it sounds, it's a small batch program. We have... You know, we, we raised a little bit of money to get a canner and to get a, uh, to, to get a tank and, and to get the process in line and, and, and just do all the little bits. And to be able to dose nitro into the line is actually quite a difficult process yeah. uh, on, on, on our kit. So the only way that we could do it is adding a, a, like a Guinness widget into the bottom of it. There is a couple of How many cans of Guinness will we have to drink to do that? Uh, Sorry, that's infinite. Just, yeah, because uh, we wouldn't get one widget out of it because that would all open as yeah, soon as you know, get it. So. I know it was a deliberate was joke. It? Okay, joke. well, I don't know anymore, Tom. <laughs> right, what we haven't asked. Okay, so the last one is what the newest thing that's going to be coming on our website, which is the 2019 uh, Boucher. Oh, cool. So we, we fermented this in summer last year. Uh, we like to do the bouchers in summer because they take about six months to barrel ferment and then age out. Um, this has just been sitting now for what, nearly 18 months? No, sorry, this was a long time ago. It's old. So it would have been February 2019, March. Okay, so, so it's just coming, up, coming up for 18 months then. Nine, yeah, yeah, 18, it's coming 20 up. months, something like that. Maybe it was a little bit later. Anyway, we've done a couple. So this is still in barrel now. Uh, we're going to be pulling it out of the barrel next week. It's ready. I'm happy with it. Um, I'm just going to drink that and then just put a little bit more. 
Really happy with it. We've finally dialed in the yeast and the sweetness level. So this is one of the ones where we've played a lot with how much residual sweetness we want in a boucher, how much nice. caramel comes through, um, and how much that sort of oak character comes through as well. So this one has been done um, in a barrel that uh, formerly held Campai's Plum Sake. Oh, interesting. So uh, we did a single cold water rinse. So there's actually some sake yeast in here as well. There's a little bit of residual uh, sort of fruit as well. So you're kind of going to be, well, hopefully a little bit more wowed with this than it was on the one beforehand. I was wowed with the one beforehand. So yeah, prepare yeah, to was get great. your mind blown is what you're saying. Yeah, so take no. your shoes and socks off now if you want to find them later. <laughs> I don't get that. Because you blow your socks oh. off. And if your shoes are on there, your socks are going to go yeah, with your yeah, shoes and yeah. you'll be going to dinner barefoot, Tom. Which is great for slacklining, but not really for... Um, there is some good content on my Instagram if you want to see me slacklining. Um, uh, cool. Right. Anyway, so this is this is delicious. So this is, yeah, in the nose. Actually, do a tasting on this one. Why not? So on the nose, it's, it's raisin, caramel, marzipan... Oh, prune. My God, I really like prunes. Anyway, yeah. So prunes are just uh, dehydrated plums, Tom? No, I know. My grand eats them every day. They're they're a good diuretic. They help keep you regular. Yes, not a diuretic. Isn't it a diuretic? makes you weak. What's the other one? I don't know. Good for your gut health, (laughs) I imagine. (laughs) Yes. Cool. Well, this this is taking a left turn. Yeah, um, yeah. This is why I quit being a doctor. Um, did you quit, or did they strike you off? Well, I never went. I just <laughs> called myself a doctor, and then one day I was like, "Ooh, you're not allowed to do that. Better yeah, quit. Better quit." Uh, okay, sorry guys. This has got very loose today. Um, yes. And I, <laughs> I, I, I can only apologise for that, but hopefully I, I don't apologise no, at all. I think, I think so. I think. It's remarkable the number of sales calls I've had recently, which have started with, I was listening to you and Will on the podcast, <laughs> and you know, I think it's just nice to put the face to a brand. Like, I'm not being, you know, it's, we live no, in a- and this is why we wanted to do this, right? We, we, it, it's really difficult to to explain to people what we do, and we find it really quite redundant. And like you sort of explain to people the base elements of what meat is and then some people catch out and go like oh i know what it is i'm just trying to figure out how you guys approach yeah, it exactly and you sort of fall into these sort of you know routine sort of 15 20 minute spills on yeah, i mean i certainly do i mean i used to have a tight seven eight minutes which would just be really boring to listen to because you can tell i've said it a thousand times before and with this uh, it just allows us to you know if you're really into it then you know go ahead have a listen see what we do um if you're an advanced mead maker, you know, then you're sort of you're sending us emails talking about, you know, what do you guys do with this? How do you adjust? Yeah, this? So I, think, and- I think one of our missions is to make mead, build the mead community in the UK, right? And, and we're happy, we want to help do that. So, guys, if you are setting, setting up a meadery or if you're doing homebrew mead or if you're interested in stocking in a restaurant or whatever you want to know about mead, let us know. I'm not saying whether. Yeah, the Oracle, we don't know everything, but we can certainly help you on your way. Yeah, and right. it's always great to have somebody come and show us something that we don't know as well oh, that allows we us to that. have an avenue yeah. to, to research. And I think that's the thing. We've got a real passion for it, and there's no arrogance about what we do. Do you mm-hmm. know, like, we're happy there. If someone came to us and said, guys, I think you could do it much better doing it like this, 
That is a great result for us. We just want to make mm. good gear. That's it. And yeah. by the way, best break, uh, best break it. Oh, I've got best your boucher, disease now. Best boucher ever. Best boucher that we've ever made. Yeah. No, I think that's true. Because it's balanced. So it's balanced. one of the, one the, of the reasons the that I want to right. drop down the the sugar level on that as well, and the acid, yeah, the acid yeah. really lifts it. Is uh, got to give a shout out to the guys at Moonshine Meadery. When I tasted their boucher, which is I think it had an FG of oh they they back sweeten so. Um, they end up having a, a final gravity after back sweetening of 1.002. And I was like, wow, like that, that, that amount of sugar was enough to raise my the perception, perception of, of what it is. Yeah. And, and that really took me where I, I, I've done bouchers before and I got to like 10, 10, 20 and I was like, Oh, that's probably, probably as done. low as, as low as I want to go with the boucher to get that. And when, of course, like I didn't want to go as low as they did, but the perception of what they had in there, completely changed my mindset yeah. of how low we could really drop that sugar on the boucher to still create that that boucher sort of uh sugary punch that you want yeah. to have with something that's caramel marzipan you know toffee all these sort of things that you want to associate fudge you know like it needs to have that sort of sugar-esque quality but um this is i've got the final gravity value this is about 10 9 10 10 yeah. no, this is really good this is really good. i think that the acid profile is balanced i think Maybe one of the two of the earlier ones, there was too much acid in that for me, and it. Yeah, we did a couple where uh, where uh, we did the first iterations of the coffee boucher, yeah. which I did on. A, I really wanted to vary the sugar levels because, as like with hops, if you vary the amount of sugar that's in there, you get different extractions. Um, so we wanted to brew the boucher and let it go in multiple directions and go, okay, which one works best yeah, with yeah. the coffee? You know, is it, is it the high acidity that really pulls it out or is it the really sick, thick syrupy that lends itself better to that coffee quality? And we really found that, yeah, it was around about this, around about the 1010 to 1020 range that really lent itself. The 1020 goes to that sort of like you like that cafe, was it? Cafe Patron. Patron. Yeah. Yeah. That, that cheap tequila and coffee. Yep. Um, or the, 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 the lower end, which is a little bit more like you would get in, let's say, like a nitro coffee, where it's a little bit like, yeah, it's, it's, it's creamy, bit. it's that, but it's, it's, it's a little bit watery and not necessarily, uh, thick and, uh, not thick, but, uh, like really sort of coffee forward. Uh, it's true. It's true. But, uh, but yeah, so I thought, Tom, we would just rattle off. Uh, do a quick fire round. I love a quick fire round. Uh, it's the best part. So uh, we're going to go, and Tommy's going to tell you what every single one of these is, and I'm not going to correct him to the end. I'm just going to mark down what he got wrong. And if you're playing at home, guys, um, if you've got the sheet, just it's Tom gets it wrong bingo, as it, as it is every week. Uh, I do send an email like you always do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we had a few emails about uh, things I've got wrong. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, 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 we definitely did. We definitely did. Um, so. I won't look at the sheet. Don't look at the sheet. Uh, ones we haven't done. Sizer. Uh, apples. Yep. Uh, Oxymel. That's the one with the uh, grapes and vinegar. Yeah, let's go with that. Vinegar, honey, and wine. Uh, let's go with fortified meat. Uh, adding some some other spirit in. Yeah, you can also do it. Uh, fortified meat, I heard, can also be honey back sweetened mead distillate. Honey back sweetened mead distillate. Okay, it's still adding a spirit. Yeah, yeah still yeah. adding honey yeah. to spirit. Uh, so we also have white mead. White grains. Beautiful. Uh, black mead. Blackberries and black currants. Uh, black currants. Okay. Uh, red mead. 
Red currents? Spot on. I'm making this too easy. Yeah. Uh, shit, I've run out. Uh, let's go with Session Mead. I mean, anything can be a Session Mead. Yeah, that's what I want to get your definition of a Session Mead. Anything can be a Session Mead if you try hard enough. So no, I'd, I'd go less than 7%. Right? Yeah, so less than 7%. Cool. Uh, sparkling Mead. It's fizzy. Uh, and the last one that I really want to uh, to go with is... Can you say it is the question? Yeah, it's really difficult. Laxamid? Laxamel, sorry. Laxamel. Laxamel. Wrong, because I made it up. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks very much. Uh, drop us an email if you've got any other questions, but see you later. Thanks for listening, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed that. So hit the subscribe, drop us an email to podcast at gosnels.co.uk. Or better still, jump on our Instagram live fives. Ask us uh, any questions that you have and watch us scramble to try to find the answer and uh, look like we know what we're talking about. Or if you want to see what I look like, you can head on over to the website at www.gosnels.co.uk.